and welcome to Here's Johnny's Reviews, the movie review podcast that will slice and dice or praise and hype a movie. Each and every month there's a thing. And as it's June, I'm doing Summer Camp Massacre, which is my look at the Sleepaway Camp movies. This is also part of the Summer of Same Sex. So tonight I'm covering Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, filmed back-to-back, rather, with part two, shot in six weeks total, that's both movies in under six weeks, Jesus Christ, that shit, with a budget of low and a renewed sets. All I know about this was MPA cut this to shit and shot it out to straight to tape. So let's return to camp one more time and see if I can survive this wasted time. I mean, oh dear God. With a budget of $465,000, this thing pulled an unknown. So let me get straight here. This franchise has a grand total of less than $5 million on the budgets. God, talk about cheap and nasty. God almighty. Starring Pamela Springsteen, Michael J. Pollard, Tracy Griffith, Mark Oliver and Sandra Dorst. Directed by Michael Simpson, the plot, one year after events of Camp Rolling Hills, Angela returns to waste yet more annoying teens. This time, however, the camp is split into rich and poor kids for a quote-unquote social experiment weekend. Can these kids survive camp, or will the owners make a killing? Find out here. God, that was a terrible pun. (laughs) So, after the logos, the movie opens up on a <coughs> teen girl getting dressed for camp. It's 6.30 in the morning, yet this little bitch is blasting crappy late 80s fucking glam rock on the radio, waking up the entire household. She is Maria, played by Kishana Kessler. Yeah, personal name. I love the fact she has milkshake tattooed on her boy tits. Yeah, love. That's more like a milk dud. Also, what's with the late 80s Tina Turner wig? She's wearing, Jesus, jinkies. While she's walking down the streets, as the shitty soundtrack kicks in, total not trying to be fucking Terminator 1, all I can think of is, what's love got to do with it? She's then over by a garbage truck, as out of the driver's seat comes Angela, played once again by Pamela Springsteen. As she takes out the trash, I mean, one of the many fucking terrible puns, Angela says directly to camera, as if somebody's actually there, you know, I mean, hmm. Stealing this chick's ID and her place at camp. How did she know she was going to go to camp? Who knows? How did Angela get this garbage truck? Who cares? I'm loving the fact both of these girls are supposed to be 17. Yet Springsteen is 26 here. And I have no idea what the, the other actress is. Yes, but she looks fucking older than 17 anyway. In fact, no one at camp looks fucking 17. They're all in their bloody mid to late 20s. But moving the fuck right on. Once Angela has taken out the trash, throwing the body in the back of the garbage truck, she awaits her pickup to camp. So I guess she'll have compacted that teen's life then. Oh, the puns. <laughs> I've got hundreds of them here and they're fucking awful. One thing here. Why does Angela look exactly like this Maria chick? Right down to the fucking Tina wig. Wasn't this just a opportunistic kill? I mean, mm. Eamon Evan pulls up and takes Angela to camp. And spray-painted on a wall is Angela's bag. Who wrote that? Who cares? Up pops the titles with a shit wannabe Guns Roses song playing in the background. On to Camp New Horizons, where a news crew is reporting the quote-unquote social experiment. 
to mix rich and poor kids for three days. Because that's real fucking news there. I mean, hmm, slow news day. Anyway, uh, the reporter is Towie Richards, played by Randy Lane. God, that sounds like a fucking porn star. During this report, we're introduced to the um, camp owners. Herman, played by Michael J. Pollard. What the fuck are you doing here, mate? Weren't you in Scrooge and Tangoing Cash the same fucking year? Jesus Christ. And Lily, played by Sandra Dorsey. These are man and wife con men charging three grand per head, yet they hardly supply anything. The teens must eat fish caught from the lake, and the rubbish is buried because it's much, much cheaper. And the, 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 the events they're doing is basically tying them together with pieces of string and blindfolding them. Okay then, this is a real fucking camp, this is. So anyway, during the news report, it's dropped. This is Camp Rolling Hills, just renamed. One year ago, 20 plus people were murdered here. What the fuck? Who would send their kid to... Oh, moving the fuck right on. Anyway, this isn't sit well with Lily, who asked Tony why she said that on air. As Tony says, because... was it? There's no such thing as bad PR or some bullshit on that. Oh my god, this movie. Anyway, more to point here, love. Why the fuck would you want to reopen a camp where 20 plus people were killed? How cheap did you get this land for? I mean... Anyway, the report shows the kids. Cindy, played by Kim Wall. Greg, played by Chung Ye Se. Jan, played by Stacey Lambert. Peter, played by Jarrett Brell. Abiel, sorry. Bobby, played by Haynes Brooks. And Marcy, played by Tracy Griffins. They're the rich kids. And yes, they're named after the Brady Bunch for reasons. Next is the... <coughs> Her kids are the unfortunate kids, as one of the idiots dropped. Uh, Arab, played by Jill Tarisha, I think I pronounced her name. Snowboy, played by Kyle Holman. Anita, played by um, Sonia Maddox. Riff, played by Daryl Wilcher. Tony, played by Mark Oliver. And finally, Maria slash Angela, played by Pamela Springsteen. And God knows why they're after but who gives a shit, because now he's like fucking 17, they're all in the mid to late 20s, that's deadly. Uh, with the news report wrapped up, Tony asks Angela for coke. She tells her there's a coke machine at the food hall. Tony says no, she wants the drugs. So Angela gives her a baggie full of Ajax, which she snorts, and it really cleans out her pipes, as she dies violently of a nosebleed, as you do. I mean, Marsha turns to Cindy to tell her she thinks Tony is really cute, but a little utterly disgust. Cindy says, Ew, he's Mexican. Fucking racist bitch. Less than eight minutes in, that's two deaths, one titty shot, and the whole cast is named. Woo! I can't have done that in other fucking movies. It took me forever to find the fucking cast names. I mean, for Jesus, Jenkins. People, if you're going to make a movie, name your fucking characters for crying out loud. Enemy. I love the running gag that this in this movie that Angela looks much older than the other <coughs> tin, t- tins? teens, which is passed off as either heavy drug use, a hard life, or having no chloride in the water supply. Uh, I mean, it's kind of like the Joker in the Dark Knight as to how he got his scars or oh, lamer. Uh, by the way, did the budget go? to renting the TV chick's car because it sure as fuck wasn't the bloody actors, the effects, or need the writing. Also, you trying to say to me a fluff piece news reporter can drive a fucking Ferrari? Moving the fuck right on. 
as outside of the tall, Peter tosses firecrackers at Angela as a joke as she bum-rushes them, but she's stopped by Herman. Inside, the teens try to make friends, but it doesn't go too well as the poor kids pull out knives and such, and they're like, oh god, this is awful. As Riff just blasts his quote-unquote rap music, which sounds like fucking Casio keyboard sample music, but moving the fuck right on. Now, I'm going to see here right off the bat here, I'm supposed to be watching the full uncut Blu-ray, but I think this is cut as the killings are not fucking shown, and this is just lame as shit. As Herman hands out t-shirts and jumpers, or sweaters for my American listeners, Lily tells the teens they'll be split into three groups and sent to live in woods for three days. Wait, hold on a second here, Lily and Herman, oh for fuck's sake, really? Oi, f- moving on. In walks the third camp owner, Barney, played by Cliff Brand. He's the father of one of the kids killed in the previous movie by Angela. So was this the whole thing done on the off chance Angela would come back to camp so he can get his revenge? Hmm. Anyway, a fight breaks out between Riff, the angry black man, and Tony, the talking nice guy. For reasons, as Riff pulls out a switchblade, how very fucking 80s is that? But Barney quickly disarms him and says he'll throw his ass in jail, yadda da 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 da, because he's a cop and oh god, this is awful. And moving the fuck right on, inside a cabin, the girls shower and change 16 minutes in, not one but two titty shots because I have to keep these horny teens happy somehow. I mean, hmm. Moving the fuck right on, they find spray painted on a wall warnings of Angela. Who painted this? She killed everybody at the fucking camp. But who the fuck cares? I mean, continuity? What's that? It's here to stop each teen is charged $3,000 for this quote-unquote experiment. Once all the teens are dressed in the camp tees and or sweaters, outside the official sign-up, how Angel got Maria's fake ID is beyond me. Wasn't she just a random fucking kill? Anyway, they're split into three teams of four. Into which they go. Barney with his group of Marcy, Tony, Greg and Anita. He sets up camp but he feeds some hot dogs because he's a nice guy and he's also a cop so he can bend the rules and that's a fucking mm. While with Herman's group is Angela who chops up wood for a fire. Jan who clicks fire. Twix, I have no idea what the fuck she's doing. Snowboy who spray paints everything in fucking sight. That's his whole thing. He's a punk because he spray paints. Funny haha. And Peter is just a fucking stuck-up. Herman then sends Angela, Snowboy and Peter to the lake to fish as he tries it on with Jan. Down to the lake, Angela goes and she rolls in a hockey mask and we find out it's Saturday the 14th. Tee-hee-ha-ha. Oh my god. Peter puts a cherry bomb into a fish's mouth and throws Angela as she runs off screaming. Meanwhile, at camp, Jan is helping Herman pitch a tent as they fall around in the one of the many tents. Angela wakes up the party by bashing Herman with a log, forcing it in his mouth, and this is not what he meant when he wanted to pitch some wood. Next to die is Jan, but also of course there's another titty shot 25 minutes in. She's bashed with a log and then stuffed into a tent. Not the kind of stuffing she wanted in the back of a tent. Batter luck next time, love. I mean, that bun was terrible, John. I love how when Angela is killing Herman, the log goes into his mouth and then two different angles later and out of his mouth as he dies. 
because this goddamn blow rate is fucking cut. I mean, I've. With Herman dead, Angela thinks she can run the group. Too bad. Snowboy spray-paints everything in fucking sight. Well, he screams at top of his lungs, Teenage Wasteland, no rules. Oh my god, this writing's terrible. As Peter throws firecrackers over a bloody well place. Meanwhile, at Barney's camp, he won't let any of the teens go out to the toilets alone. So he sends Tony with Marcy. As in the woods, he's spooked by a raccoon, which... Marcy mocks him for, and boom, they're in love! Because I said that one works. I mean, later at night, back in Angela's camp, she sticks a firework up Peter's nose and kills her, sort of kills him in an explosive way. Guess she's a real firecracker, that Angela one. Next, she brains Snowboy with a log, one hit and he's dead. Guess he was pretty much brain dead after all. Next, she puts him in a tent and sets it alight. I guess you could say it was a pretty intense fiery ending. So you try to say to me no one in the other camps heard or indeed smelt these burning bodies and or burning tents. Alright then. Next morning Angela joins Lily's group of Bobby, Riff, Cindy and Arab saying Herman told her to switch with Arab. So Angela takes Arab back to Herman's camp and chops her head off. So I guess Angela isn't the only one losing her head at this camp. Back at Lily's camp, she tells the teens to pair up and blindfold and tie one teen while the other teen walks them around the wood. It's a trust exercise. Kidding. Cindy and Angela pair up while Riff and Bobby do as Lily sits on her ass looking at cruising holiday magazines, planning on how to spend the money she got off this experiment about fucking 40 grand in three days. Jesus Christ. Back at Barney's camp, he tells the teens of Angela's backstory that there's no pictures of her before seven years ago. At 21, she killed the entire Rolling Hills camp, including his son. That was last year, and she hasn't been seen since. Right then, so what's she doing for the whole year then? I mean, it's murder time as Cindy leads Angela into a tree and it puts a turtle on her. So for that, Angela leads Cindy into the Rolling Hills camp, hooks her onto a flagpole and pulls up the pole and it's a splat like a pizza on the rocks below. So it's not stars and stripes for her, but scars and strips of flesh. Oh, that pun was awful. <laughs> anyway, would Angela even have the strength to pull this chick up the flagpole? Angela is 5 foot 5, 115 pounds, as the cop says. And this chick is a good 2 inches tall, about 20 pounds fucking heavier. Also, would that little rope have the strength to pick the... Uh, moving on. Angela returns to camp where Lily sends her back to Camp Rolling Hills to bury the trash and get some bugs for her. While here, she has flashbacks to happier times, i.e. last summer, where she was voted Camp Counselor of the Week and she sings that shitty song, I Am a Happy Camper i.e. padding, because this thing goes on for a good five full fucking minutes and this shit is unused footage from part two. Enough with the godforsaking fucking padding. If you can make this movie uh, past the 80 minute mark, fucking don't pad it with shit you didn't use for part two. Anyway, Angela returns to Lily's camp, disgusted by her laziness and her greed. She also steals Barney's Jeep's keys, as you do. Because the 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 um, corners have the camp keys 
inside the trash room for some fucking reason. Oh, this is terrible. I mean, they're supposed to believe that this is supposed to be rehab for these um, poor ones. Yeah, you've got the... Oh, moving on. Anyway, Lily ties Angela with Bobby and she sends him to go fishing to get fish for dinner and lunch and dinner. Well, as at the lake, Bobby tries to rape Angela. She tells him, no, not here. Later on that night, he will get his comeuppance. With that, they turn to camp with about a dozen bloody well fish. Angela then blindfolds Lily, ties her up and takes her to Camp Rolling Hills after Riff pulls a gun on Angela when she asks him to clean some fish, doing wonders to smashing that angry black man. So they'll take their movie arms me, I mean, for crying out loud. Anywho, back to Tony and Marsha. She's blindfolded and tied up, so Tony mocks her for her lifestyle, then kisses her. I mean, how sweet these are lovebirds. Barf, for fuck's sake, I mean... Back to Angela, who throws Lily in the trash heap, and then buries her neck deep before running her over over with a bloody lawnmower. I guess you could say the more Angela got to mow her, the more her, she hated her. She was nothing but a selfish, greedy, nasty, cheap, lazy bitch. And now she isn't the head of camp anymore, as Angela really cut her down to size. Angela returns to camp, where she kills Riff with a spike to the head. I guess she really staked her claim on being the camp head girl then. As later she ties Bobby to a tree and rips his arms off using Barney's jeep. So he won't be getting handsy with any other girls then. With that, Angela returns to Barney's camp, where she tells Barney she has to switch with Marcy. Cut to all three of them walking through the woods. Suddenly Angela twists her ankle. So it's taken back to Camp Rolling Hills. What the fuck is going on here? Here, Marcy finds Lily's beheaded body. So Angela shoots Barney dead with Riff's, Riff's gun. After he puts it all together, she's indeed Angela, not Maria. Angela then chases down Marcy in the jeep, then ties her up with the rest of Barney's camp. Angela then tells him they have one chance to survive, as in one of the cabins is freedom. And the others are death. I mean, they break into all three cabins. They find Angela's kills, as the body's just lying around there. And they find Marcy in the final cabin. Marcy and Tony are saved as the others die in a saw-like trap with two falling axes that gut the two just like that. I mean, what the hell? Angela then lets the both of them go. Too bad Marcy thinks otherwise and takes on the insane Angela. Stabbing her in the guts multiple times with her own knife. The cops then take Marcy and Tony away. As in the back of the car, Tony tries to kiss Marcy, but she tells him here that he has a boyfriend, and indeed their love affair was just an affair. Fucking bitch. As in the back of the ambulance, the paramedics try to kill Angela, but she stabs him in the eye and then in the heart with a needle, as credits finally roll. A syringe on the needle. So that was Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. A terrible bloody story. The effects are poor. The acting is fucking beyond trashy. Plus the teens don't fight back. They just fucking stand there as Angela monologues to them. Also, Angela kills three people with a log. How fucking cheap and lazy is this thing written? Dull, dumb and just plain boring. This is a complete waste of 90 fucking minutes. I'm going to give this thing a very generous 1 out of 10. 
still come back to music next week as I look at Sleepaway Camp 4 to wrap up this piss poor franchise. July is eating out movies, August is animal attack movies, September is not so superhero, and October is one off movies. So don't forget to horror movies that is. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Also follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod. Check out my other franchise horror podcasts of Resident Evil, Underworld, Aliens, and more. Also my solo podcast of Charles Play, Evil Dead, Elvira, and many, many, many more. A uh, bye.